We say what they can't radio. Gentlemen, 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 don't blame thing, don't blame thing, don't blame thing. Would you rather build a life with someone who does not find you physically attractive, but they emotionally are invested in you, or be with someone who's physically attracted to you, but not emotionally invested in you? I'll say uh, emotionally. Because uh, I feel like that connection can never be gone. That's a personal connection that could just, like, never be, like, broken. Physically, I mean, she's jumping on from you. Oh, that's my phone? My bad. Yeah, the physical yeah, one. Yeah. Phys- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name again? That one. Yeah, we know. I hate it. <laughs> But back to was, back, her name back to, her name back to what I was saying. It's gonna be uh, name matter. <laughs> What's her last gonna, name? Phase change. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm done, bro. Okay. So you said you would rather have emotional. I'd, ra- I'd rather have emotional. All right, man. Yo, I'm gonna say don't blink, think, and I'm gonna say neither. I gotta have both. I can't pick one or the other. And I think it has to be a, a, a real connection. I think the physical aspect is, is important. Um, I think, but the emotional investment is also important at the same time, right? Uh, you could, I've been on both ends of it. You know what I mean? Both sides. And it wasn't beneficial to anyone. So I wouldn't even say either or. I think when you're looking at love, you should be able to have the best of both worlds. Does he have the choice to say neither? Yes, don't blink think is my opinion. I'm talking to Michael. What this, the? This don't blink think this time. This is open. Yeah. Open to the he thought she was going to get away. I live, I live, I live, I live outside of the box, bro. Oh, you can't confine me. You're? Michael, what you, what you say? <laughs> what do I say? Yeah. Um, I mean, Physicality, the nerve to even say you're not physically attracted to me when I got to witness, you know, birth, like body changes that we all going to have to go through at some point. So I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't even trip on it like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say I would want both too, you know, because the physical change we know is inevitable. Like we know it's going to happen. Like I was just watching a little clip of, y'all remember Ricky Lake? I know y'all remember. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. show. So I was watching the clip of this 28-year-old guy be like, he don't find his his girl attractive no more because she don't have five kids. And, you know, everybody's going ham on him. And that video just made me realize, like, yo, men, some men are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, it made me think to myself, like, nah, I, I don't think I can even build a, a hope towards everything within my future wife's yeah. body to main. Like, I can't say, especially if she if she dropped five kids with me. Like, that's a right. sacrifice within itself, especially if she dropped t- five kids for me in the 21st century because yeah. it's like – the risk of taking your wife, I'd rather water birth or something at this point because the risk of taking your wife to the hospital is crazy. So right. I would say, like, I, I want both, emotional and physical because yeah. it's okay. not really like. And I, and honestly, yeah. 
when you're really invested in someone, you stop sweating. The, 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 the physical aspect of it is no matter what they look like, mm-hmm. I'm into that. You don't ride away. Yeah, I'm yeah. into them. Yeah. You know, I remember, I remember this couple who've been married, uh, They've been married. Uh, they've been married about fifty-two years now. Mm-hmm. And I remember a couple of years ago, he said, uh, "He said, man, he said, let me tell you something. When I met my wife, she's a Coca. She had a Coca-Cola bottle shape. Now she's a two-wheeler. I love every bit of it." <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, "You know, that's beautiful." Like that, he felt that way. That was his that's way. Real. And she was like, "Yeah, I can say a lot about you too, right?" Like, but you don't get that far in. Right. By saying like, oh, I'm, I'm attracted to you. And, you know, I'm sure over the last 50 years or so, they've had seasons of their marriage. And when I say seasons, it could be a year, two years, could be months where they was like, I can't stand you. You, I'm not into you, whatever. Or just life is, life came in, came at them. But what stayed true was the connection that they built. Right. And so I think the intimacy that allows your connection to last a long time. Or like to have the longevity, yeah. it, it transcends even the idea of emotional connection and physical connection, right? Because there's a moment where you're not, you probably won't be either. But what remains is the connection to be committed. And then you look at it and you go, God, right? There's no way outside of, there's no way to get to 50 years into marriage and not have a connection of I'm committed to them no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's the real deal right there. That's the real reward of intimacy so there i go that's that sounds like you got something from experience that's why i like i like i like when i go first and i hear your perspective because that's when i get to change mine and y'all see- <laughs> <laughs> mark is like you know you've convinced me on the contrary let's go uh but uh to our viewers out there thank you for tuning in to the ghetto Profit podcast episode number 10 Young black educators coming from Boston Atlanta. and Brooklyn come together to discuss and are you everything and anything affecting us this week. I'm Mark, and since we're on the topic of uh, uh, black love, uh, my favorite example of black love has to be Beyonce and Jay. And the reason being is that not only are both supporting each other when it comes to the money aspect, career, music. Uh, but you know, it's like a thing wherever you go, like, Oh my goodness, the love of Beyonce and Jay, like everyone wants that. Yeah. Everyone like, and I mean, everyone, everyone wants that. No. Why not? Cause you don't want it. I don't want it, but you don't want I think it? somebody, well, I, somebody, somebody out there want it. Want it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Somebody wants it. So you, I, you? let me, let me change that. Most people. A lot of people. I was in a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. Want I just don't. It. I know. That's fine. Yeah. Right, cool. You know, teach your own. She can teach you. Dance the rocket at the crib. What? Like my wife. You can dance the rocket at the crib, oh. but I don't need Beyonce to do rocket at the house. But yeah. Uh so <laughs> just them being out there being a powerful couple and, you know, just black love. Exactly. You could just see that as just strong. You know, uh them, you know, setting their futures up for their own children, you know, just building that. They're just like they're building a legacy. Yeah. It's like who wouldn't want that? You know, and that starts from love and black love at that. So yeah. that's my favorite. My, I would say my couple is Courtney B. Vance and Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Angela Bassett and Courtney B. Vance, whatever direction you want to take. I think the biggest thing for me is because you just did. Most people don't even know that they together. Most people don't even, may not even know who Courtney B. Vance is. If you've mm-hmm. seen The Preacher's Wife, he was playing Whitney Houston's mm-hmm. uh, husband in The Preacher's Wife. Oh, Johnny Cochran and uh, oh yeah, Johnny Cochran, 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 Coch
Angela Bassett herself, Queen Mother and Black Panther, mm-hmm. Tina Turner. Turn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she just 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 all around just amazing, like just a beautiful, beautiful woman. But outside of that, I think I re- I really appreciate the fact that you don't know much about their marriage. Mm-hmm. You don't, but they we know they've been married for a long time. Mm-hmm. You're not in their business like that. It's not that I trying to be secretive or nothing like that, but I do believe in minding your business to maximize your mm-hmm. business. And I believe they've done that very well. And it's also like when you think about the fact that they've been together so long and the fact that you haven't heard so much, I think that's something I aspire to do. Because mm-hmm. clearly the biggest thing they've been doing is just living mm-hmm. with each other, mm-hmm. loving each other, and minding each other's business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, my favorite, I'm Tariq, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad to be on this episode with y'all today, my brothers, man. I'm looking really forward to this uh, conversation. Um, but my favorite example of black love is... Uh, Barack and Michelle Obama. Those two just, they just exude, like, they just, elegance and, like, integrity and strength and, like, a, a, a mindset of that, like, a model that should be, you know, that could easily be looked up to, right? Like, I can see them mentoring couples and pouring into them and talking to them about hardship and, like, the fact that Barack Obama made this, the comment, that as the president of the United States, whenever he was in town, he would always make sure to have dinner with his daughters. I think it was a six, his daughter and his wife at 6 p.m. Like, that was, they had to do it. They had to, like, no matter what. If he was in town, if he was in the country and he could be home, he was having that dinner with them. And to go and say that that's the president of the United States. And a lot of people are saying, a lot of men will be like, oh, I'm so busy, I got to work. Mm-hmm. Bruh, we making sure we make time for what we want to make time for. And we empower who we want to empower. And there's no one that can say that he didn't, no one can say that Barack did not empower Michelle. He does not empower Michelle. He empowers her. He supports her. She supports him. And you you see the benefits of that even in there after they left the White House, right? The impact that they've had. So uh, Barack and Michelle Obama for sure are just a dynamic power couple that I love, man. I love them. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we're going to get to our next segment, our favorite segment of all, King supporting Queen. Of course. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Mark. Who you got for us? Uh, so y'all probably heard me mention uh, her name a couple episodes ago. Uh, um, yeah. I know. Uh, but I want to shout, uh, shout out Aisha Ash, uh, a, prof- a former professional ballerina dancer who has been going into poor communities in a tutu and, you know, dancing in front of, you know, young black girls and just paving the way on, you know, becoming a ballerina. Yeah. And, uh, again, I mentioned her along with, uh, Charlotte Nevers, uh, a young, uh, actor, well, not an actor, a young dancer who landed a role, the lead role in the Nutcracker. And I feel like she saw that and she knew that there was more, you know, potential out there. And for her to just go in these, uh, poor communities and in a tutu, at that, um, in the winter, and just dancing, trying to look, trying to find young talent, that's just amazing. So I want to shout out to Aisha. Shout out to you. Sounds good. Yeah, I want to shout out Gabby Douglas um, for the competition that she won a week ago. Correct? Yeah. Um, yes, but I, I don't have the full details on the competition. Um, Miss Gwen is working out that oh, yeah, contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the How, 
However, though, I think one of the biggest things to shout out is Gabby's just been consistent. Um, and I think the fact that she's still, you know, she was young when she first was introduced to the limelight of like what she does in her career as she continues to grow. I mean, yeah. we're just seeing her going to her, her legend, her legend box, her legendary yeah. zone of, um, being like thorough and being consistent. And she's just talented, you know, like Absolutely. It, even if, Without the, the name of the competition itself, just to shout her out still, just to know in, in 2020 she's racking up a win that leads into her success. And I just know she's going to be around for the years to come. And I'm just looking forward to when she's done with, like, gymnastics where she's the one in the limelight, but she gets to control, like, her brand, yeah. the creating of more centers and the more opportunities that she may be able to expand on when it comes to young women of color right. in the gymnast um, like world. When I was teaching in Atlanta last year at Kilt Ways Academy, I was teaching a student who was ranked 26 in the nation. Yeah. When she was in sixth grade as a gymnast. So I think that was pretty dope. So shout out to Gabby Douglas. Shout out to any young woman who was interested in like expressing yourself through such a, like such a, may requires work to, to be a gymnast, like for real. So yeah. shout out to her. Awesome. Listen, I want to shout out uh, Gwen Jamari. Uh, she's the first African-American woman to actually hold a patent for a natural hair product. And she built and launched her business with just $32. Uh, so to see what she's launched and how she's built her, her brand, uh, Gwen Jamari, she is really taking, uh, taking hold in a sense of the natural hair movement when it comes to um, black women and, express, you know, showing their, their own natural hair, using natural hair products. That's just amazing, right? And when you look at it, um, it's not a lot of black owned natural hair products out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's the issue, right? Because it comes to down to it's, it's, it's our, as as our hair, as our styles is right. And we need to have ownership of that. And so what Gwen Jamari has done is definitely, uh, uh, set a new trend and getting ready to take off. And she's doing some amazing things when it comes to hair products, um, and other products just in general. Yeah, we good. All right, cool. All right, man. Uh, shout out to our queens, as always. We're always for support you, and you know sure, that we're sure. always here, right? All right, so let's kick off our today's episode, man. So Y'all sound depressed. What do you mean? Well, let's kick off today's episode, bro. That's I don't sound nothing. Pick it up. He the person. You, you all sad. You, bro? What's you know, wrong with you? He's talking about black. You, you know talking? this is my... What? You know that's my tone? You, you know, know always neutral no. at all times. Yeah, talking about love. love. Come yeah. on, what? He may be sad, bro. Come you, on. You do my thing over there. Oh, let me go pick that no, up. No, don't pick After it up. After I finish Just talk louder. what today's episode is going to be about, man. Sad ass. Shut up. <laughs> Shut you up. talking about. You know, I got to start off with the whole uh, 3 a.m. Oh, no. <laughs> 3 a.m. voice. Oh, no. All right, go ahead. Like love. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like love. Let me know when y'all finish. I'm about to come through right now. 3 a.m., baby. What you doing? Delivered. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, a a topic that we've got our fans. (laughs) I know I am getting tongue-tied. This is something that's real, you know, deep with me, man. But something that we've been asked to talk about for a while now, and this is black love. Uh, This is something that has been, like, spiraling for so, for who? <laughs> for you. That's no. the reason why you're going down south, huh? 
<laughs> oh we're gonna stop God. painting this narrative because oh you know God. people are susceptible to believe in social media so we're gonna stop this now oh my goodness <laughs> let's cut that shit but no uh we need to start talking about it because i feel like no seriously yeah we we don't talk about it as much talk uh, about what black love mm. Dude, when was the last time you remember talking about black love huh? oh this morning Tip. i woke up and i was just talking to myself about I black saw, love how about I saw you, somebody Michael? get engaged last weekend yeah uh, how was I, that bro How's the engagement? Like, how was the celebration? celebration. The celebration I mean, it was bro. a beautiful experience. Oh. Yeah. The celebration, yeah. What is all? What? Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm thinking, you're saying you watch someone get engaged. Oh, like, yeah. Like the whole celebration. Oh, I mean, bro, I mean, that's, I think that's beautiful, bro. I mean, it's, I mean, I think when you at space, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty mature for my age. Like, yeah. I've, like, my sense of experience is, it don't make me feel like I know nothing over nobody or nothing like that, but I'm just open to learning, right? So yeah. since I'm open to learning, I can right. learn fast. So I think for me, witnessing it, it's just like, all right, young 27, you know, I ain't in no rush to be married, but I'm like, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm watching another friend because it's, it's a friend of mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just watching another friend, like, get engaged. Like, right. yeah. my whole crew, everybody in my squad of, like, my close friends, they yeah. all in relationships. Like, I'm from high school. Like, who yeah. in Atlanta? Right. They all in relationships. Yeah, um, that's real. One, one's already married. One met his girl here in New York because she went to Howard, and that's my homie. And I put him on. They've been together for like four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, of my homie's been with his girl for like I think three years. Yeah. And then my best friend since third grade getting married on April 18th. That's real. So bro. yeah, I, I mean, it just was like, oh shit. That mean I'm still getting. But it, the more I see it, they're like, damn, I'm getting closer. Because the more you reoccurring, you see something. Mm-hmm. That means you're gonna get there eventually. I just yeah. I what? How about me? What? Um, the last time you saw Black Love. The last time saw you Black Love? Not saw, but oh, talked talk about, about it. it? Yeah. Uh, you know, I ain't gonna lie. It's, I, I made a joke about it this morning, but it's been a, it's been some time. You know, I mean, nah, actually this weekend. This weekend I had um, a great, um, I had some, a conversation with some friends mm-hmm. about like vulnerability in relationships and um, co- uh, uh, communication. And we were talking about specifically about you know, people dating outside of their race and in, versus dating inside their race, and right. um, how how there's a different level of communication and learning that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talked about the the special connection that people who are black can share when it comes to dating. Right? They understand we mm-hmm. we kind of understand each other's experiences to a different extent um, than it would be someone outside of our race, whether they're black, I mean, whether they're brown, you know, or white, you know, whatever, there's a different level of connectivity Still, yeah, yeah. that you have with right. someone who was a, a black woman and a black man that mm-hmm. they have, you know, especially if they're raised within some of the same socioeconomical um, uh, uh, categories, right? They're raised within that. So it's a lot of different connections. So we're talking about black love, um, but yo, that, that engagement, man, like, did they get? Did they? The guy propose in front of like mad people. Yeah. So Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, I, really, I don't know. So it's, tongue tied. <laughs> it's one of my. It's one of my board members. Um, okay. And she has this Black History Month dinner that she hosts, and it was nice. the third one. Mm-hmm. And when I pulled up, she had told me about it because I told her I was coming to the A for the fundraiser yeah. I went to. And when I pulled up, it was like I was like, Damn, that's a lot of cars this time. Yeah. So when I got there. Her fiance was like, Yo. She don't know it yet, but I, I know I know you didn't know either because you were in town. But yeah, I'm yeah. gonna propose. So, wow! So that's how. And then like he already had it part. Like they already had these games and stuff like that that we was part of the 
Like they had a whole itinerary for the night. Right. So he integrated into the itinerary a question that was part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. And then one of the people was like asking her like asking him like, Well, you got anything you wanna say? Um, I forgot like specifically how they played it, but it was like her best friend pulled out a question from the cup and then it was like, Yo, Jared, you got anything you wanna say about love or marriage or something like that? And then that's when he popped. That's when he popped. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty. It was dope. It was dope. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, and I, I see. So the, and the same guy who did the video for me mm-hmm. yeah. for Prodigious Academy, he did a video for that ah, as well. So that's what. Yeah, that I always feel like when I see. I, well, you know what? Let me not. Let me say this. Now, where I'm at in my life, I feel like if I had, if I, if I was to propose to uh, a woman, I would do it in front of a lot of people before. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm doing that privately, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even, like, just think about it, like, right? But I'm looking from a, from a fearful perspective. I was before. Mm-hmm. From like this, what if you get rejected? Like, what if she says no, not now, right? Or, or if it happens publicly and, Man, be and, the, and it doesn't even, <laughs> right? So, but now she I don't might even see say it. no. Right. Now that's, now I see it more as a opportunity to, to even show your love even more. To really express it. Especially, yeah. I, I remember dating a girl, she was like, Oh, if I get, get, if I get proposed, if I get engaged, like, you know, I need all my family there. Like, you know, Her nails I was like, gotta be done. I was like, what? I was like sweating already. I was like, <laughs> uh, uh, no way. And, um, but now, I'm, now as I look at it, I'm like, yo, that's a beautiful moment. Now, depending on where y'all are, it's a moment to share between just you two, or it's a moment where you can share with everyone, right? Everybody could be there. Would you ever propose at a Brooklyn Nets game? Hell, Hell no. no. That's the corniest, bro. Like, well, shout shout out to um, where did Gucci propose to his girl at? But he's a public figure, right? So even if he did, he got he got he got somebody listening to this. He got somebody he can call. They call y'all corny. No, bro, that's different, bro. How many average person you know can just just get the Hawks to put you on the jumbotron? Like that shit don't happen. That's dumb, bro. That shit don't happen. So and so, where you married? And I go to I go to Nets games all the time, Mm -hmm. bro. And so every time I see that there, I'm like, ugh. And this is so yeah, stupid. and the way Gucci did it was different. Like Gucci had just got out of jail. It was a whole bunch of. It was different for Gucci. Like he had, yeah. he got so many different circumstances that we can't compare that to the average. What about you? Like, would you propose in in front of no. in front of people? Uh, I would propose in front of people. Really? Uh, I would. I would. You get down one knee and everything. Yeah. I would. Really? I would. You wouldn't. You want to do that? No, no, no. You know, I, I would. Of course. I'm oh. just saying. Like you know, sometimes. Well, the way you get down. No, nah, I'm saying that sometimes, yeah. bro. Sometimes people probably get, at restaurants. Sometimes people uh, propose at a restaurant is like, "Low, listen, she marry me," or the they be in, they be cupcakes. in bed, bro. <laughs> like, the they be in wine bed, glasses. Like, no, just just do it. Let's just go get married. I've I've heard stories like that. That's the ones that they work out too. <laughs> don't even tell me that they don't. You know, I know some. I know some stories. I know when guys then put it on the jumbo cam and they got divorced three months later. Hello. Mm. Five. And that's a lot of money being spent right there. Sense. Hello, walls. A- <laughs> Same as somebody. Because that's a lot of money being spent. I think sometimes the bigger the flex, the bigger the fall. Because you, when, when it looks like you're trying to prove something to the world yeah. about how much you love this woman, mm-hmm. that you, you're trying to prove it to the world, you should be proving it to your damn self. Yo, let me tell you this. I want. I don't even know if I want a huge wedding. Right? I don't even know if I want to... I'm a popular person. I think I might. No, no, no. Exactly why. I think because I know so many people. One, I don't want to deal with the headache of who's invited, who's not invited. Or that one lady that Uh, says, I object. Right. Oh, hell no. Oh, my God. (laughs) That 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 is a fear, bro. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You got to be careful who you invite to your wedding. Somebody probably... Somebody Mm -hmm. probably... Uh Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Uh, five like, years ago, you weren't <laughs> saying this. <laughs> Yo, that's real. Yeah. What, what movie it's is true. That? What movie is oh. That was actually, a, that happened on Instagram recently. What? It was a, it was a video of like a guy proposing to, uh, a, no, him, a guy and his wife, uh, his fiance at the altar. And a woman just, they, she was like, ah. Ah, uh-huh. like just, the entire time. Yeah, and then she got up there. It was just like, see, now I, I, I was trying to give you hints, and then it just went left, bro. So why do we, why do we get here? How do we get to this space and blah I'm, blah? I, so to start it off, I want to start by asking y'all: Do y'all think black love is disappearing? Mm. Because mm. I wouldn't say dis- disappearing. I think it's becoming more commercial, and then we losing it because you. I know I had a bad habit when I was younger. You know, you do you get in relationships for validation. Yeah. You get in relationships for popularity's sake. I guess I don't know. Just for the name, like hey. That's what I'm saying. That's how it start when you're young, and then when we get to college, it starts to be more like you trying to really figure out what this adulthood relationship stuff mm-hmm. like, but you still in college, so you still. Playing the field, hit, playing the game. I, I mean, hit, is it disappearing? I, I don't. I mean, is, is it? Can't got to happen more to disappear. You guys want to know something funny? It's not funny to me. What? But when I was young, I used to just like go to sleep, right? And I would force myself to have dreams of the woman I would love right, mm. for the rest of my life. How you force yourself to do that? I force force myself to have like dreams. I just think I just create a woman in my mind, man. I would just like create my mm woman like mm. and it wouldn't be like the body shape or anything like that the face or anything it was just like someone i would just like love forever mm-hmm. and i forced myself and i think about how would i treat this person like would it be like a life full of you know living a world full of dandelions right but we know that i ain't that's not you know so true i mean you could have one right but i feel like that would be so fake because you know Everyone goes to like trial tribulations, right? You yeah. got to go through some things. Yeah. So I would like force myself to go to sleep and have dreams on how my future wife would be and how I would treat her, and I would always paint her as a black, powerful black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I learned a lot, you know, from from my ex. You wow. know, she opened my eyes. You know, that was the woman I was just gonna be with for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Young love. Young black love at that, you yeah. know, starting out, you know, my high school sweetheart, and I worked hard. Yeah, right, and you know, um, your ex is your high school sweetheart. Yes, bro. Wow. Yes, bro. Yeah. So now it's I like got, yeah. extremely hard for me, right? Yeah. So, but it's like it's a learning situation, though, right? And right now I'm not in the space to do anything. Right? Yeah. I'm in the space of just recovery and just focusing on myself. But yet again, I know somewhere. In the near future, I'm going to need someone because that's the way, you know, I feel like life works. Like, you're obviously going to need someone, like, to love, to take care of. Uh, So, for me, if I do feel like I I do see black love disappearing because I'm not seeing it as often, right? Mm. I go home and I see my parents, right? That's black love, right? I Like you said before, like, the person that you spoke to, like, (laughs) he saw his wife as, like, the Coke bottle. Mm-hmm. Now she's like a two leader. He still loves her. Mm-hmm. That's how I see my dad talking about my mom, yeah. right? 
Like he still loves her, mm-hmm. but she ain't no two leader. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, ain't no two leader. My mom and dad been together for going on twenty eight years, something wow. twenty seven years. Yeah, that's beautiful. But, but yeah, but I don't see it as often. And moving to New York, I don't see that often over here either. Wow, I don't see it. Honestly, I think it's who you're surrounded by, right? And I think or who you connect with, because there are a lot of people. Um, I would say outside of my friendship circles of people who are, you know, Christians, people I went to college with and I, people I worked at, worked with in my old job, there's not a lot of married couples I meet. Now, I don't really meet a lot of married couples, um, outside of those areas. And I try to make sure I stay connected to my friends. One of my best friends, he's married. Uh, some of my closest friends, they're, they're married five, six, seven years. Um, and I think that it's, it's beautiful, but I don't know if I think black love is disappearing. I actually think that it's hit a new wave. I think that it's hit a new, it has a new, I would say even a stronger backbone now. I think that it's transitioned a little bit. I think it looks a little bit differently to how I would say that it's not as cookie cutter. You know, it's not, I think, uh, 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 should have never been though. No, but I, but I think in a sense it, it has been and hit and, and it passed. But I think now it's more. I think now it's more authentic. I think more now it's more people are connecting to people out of this desire to be with someone who they can actually feel a deep connection with, rather than the uh, the facade. But I do think there's complications for sure. But I don't think it's disappearing. I think it actually has it's 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 changing. I think uh black women are owning their voice, mm-hmm. owning their power. I think black men are becoming more in touch with we are becoming more openly in touch with our emotions mm-hmm. and our, our our mental health. And I think that with those things happening, I think there's a there's a a a, a, a beautiful clash that's happening. Right? It's it's two worlds like coming together in a beautiful way. Okay. I think it's it's not easy. But it's, it's definitely not disparent. All right. So his his that you gonna ask oh, a question? You, had, you was about to say? No, I'm just saying. But it don't. I mean, the climate don't seem like the world. Are you talking? Yeah. I don't, you don't see it depicted in like how women, especially women of color, feel about men right now. Black no, I, and you know what? That's what I'm saying. That's what I say. I think it's it's predicated on who you're consistently surrounded by. I would say like I have a lot of examples in my life of young black couples. Um, married, happy, you know, is it perfect? Hell no. I have a lot of examples of older men, uh, and older women who I know in my life. They're married, mm-hmm. raising their kids, doing how to, doing what they do. And people are desiring to get married and actually have intimacy. That's what people forget. That's what we forget. People want intimacy. People want to know that I can show my true, authentic self. And someone's going to love me regardless mm. and take me and with all my flaws and all. And not even look at them as flaws, but look at them as beautiful possibilities of growth. Mm. Like it's, that's the real deal. And people, we, we, we try to, we make things so complicated, especially around love. I think it's way too complicated. I think the dating scene sucks for sure. But I think when people actually truly allow themselves to be vulnerable, to be in a place where they can connect with someone and not put on this facade or play these kid games, true love actually emerges out of the ashes. <laughs> right. And so that's what we forget. People really want to be connected to somebody. 
and feel like you said, you used to dream as a kid of a woman that you could just love mm -hmm. and cherish and honor. Didn't have a particular body type. Didn't have a certain type of hairstyle. She was just herself. She was just her in her purest form. And what, and what I heard, what I sensed when you were saying that was more of the characteristics of the woman that you desire. And you're seeing that in the, from as a kid, right? And that's what people forget, man. Like we forget that. We overlook those things that we, and we try to, we want to get the best thing going. We want to get the best deal. Like we in this culture where you want to, you could possibly, you could get the best deal out there if you research enough. You're going to find the best deal. That, right? But love ain't that. Love ain't perfect. So, and it ain't the best deal. So you know how you say some of your friends, you know, some of your friends I have been with their uh, partners for like more than three years. Uh, black love at that as well. You as well. Mm -hmm. Right? See me, my, you know, some of my friends are different. Yeah. You know, I went, you know how you What's guys. Well, you know, I went to an HBCU in New Hampshire. Stop you know, doing that shit. <laughs> oh my so God. You ain't going to. Anyway, ain't no HBCUs in your life, but no. Back <laughs> you in, sound foolish every time you say that. New Hampshire. Back, back in the serious no, seriousness. Because I know what you're about to say next. They, they, they date white women. Yeah, man. And in New Hampshire. And I feel like that's that's a part of me seeing, you know, not seeing enough or feeling like black love is disappearing because I'm seeing all these interracial relationships. Yeah, out there. Oh, well, right? That's real. Yeah. I see that's, that's it. It didn't real. disappear. The comment never landed on Boston. That's all. No, that's no, in the community, the love comment for in black, Boston. For I see it a lot in Boston. A lot of interracial relationships, in, not interracial relationships, but a lot of black love in yeah, Boston. Yeah, yeah. I see it, right? But when I was in college, again, this was like oh, my growing, yeah. you know, HBCU. Shout out to oh somebody. my goodness. Anyway, but in I seen a lot. You're literally of losing your own followers, personally. <laughs> <They're like unfollow> <laughs> We're like got like three hundred and thirty left. Like what? The How many? What happened? Do we have any followers in New Hampshire? No, no. We're talking about your own personal, <laughs> your personal page. The Haitian Prince. One of the kids the other day said, do away with uh, him. Mr. Zeno was saying some real questionable things. Go ahead, right fin go ahead. <laughs> don't say students. Let him finish. Let him finish. But no, I Stop was. Stop mentioning that shit. <laughs> Shout out to the, uh, exactly. No. But no, uh, but that's the reason why I'm saying that is disappearing. I'm not seeing enough of it. And moving to New York, I haven't seen, I mean, like you said, the people you surround yourself with. I, I don't feel like there's no one in my circle that I see that around, right? I don't feel like I don't I don't see it enough to just be like, oh, I mean it's still it's still there. But I feel like hey, I but don't 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 get me wrong, it's still alive. Like mm -hmm. it's 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 running. Yeah. I'm just not seeing it enough. But yeah. this leads me to my question. How do you guys feel about interracial relationships? Yo, I got a crazy story. Kind of crazy story. So, a couple of years ago, I was dating a girl. I was dating, white? This, young, dating this young woman. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting to know. She was white. She was from uh, Vermont. And uh, she, I met her at college. I knew her through college. And social worker. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman, I think. Um, sweetheart. Um, however, <laughs> let me tell you. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, I don't like my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was amazing. She was dope. Um, as we were getting to know each other, I was fine with it. But there was a lot of moments where I had to like, we had to have conversations. So she, cause she, she was unaware of certain things. She was unaware of certain things. So I'm like, cool, no problem. It's all good. And so we watched like, I know, right? Duh. Of course she's unaware. <laughs> and so we watched, I remember one time we, we had a Netflix and chill. <laughs> and you know what I put on? 
13th, <laughs> like 13th Amendment. And we watched that. She had the, she had questions and it was dope. I, th- I didn't mind. Then, um, <laughs> we, went, we went to the movies. We went to see the Tupac movie. She's like, oh, wow. So you just gave her a cultural field gave trip. Gave her a cultural field trip. And then one weekend, one, one night I was getting, I was packing. I was leaving for the month to work, um, upstate at the camp. And I ended up watching I'm Not Your Negro by James Baldwin. Mm. And when I tell you the level of like, not conviction, but the level of uncomfort of, yo, I can't, I can't do this. Like I, for I can't really do this. And it was something that just hit me because I started looking at myself in the future and I was like, yo, I, I know there's something about it. All your ancestors woke, <laughs> <laughs> woke you up, and and I didn't mind it, but it is I think, I think it really it Get caused me to it caused me to to change my perspective for real. It right. really challenged me, right. and I. Your family um, didn't play a role in that as well? No, 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 no. Your mama sound like she said the same thing my mama yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> your, mom, your mom don't play any games. Well, right? I, never, I, bring well, I never had, I really had never introduced her to my mom. I never introduced safe. her to my mom. I mean, I was playing it safe, but <laughs> however, you know, it was a couple months, but <laughs> it was dope. It was cool. I think on a personal connect to connecting level in right. terms of intimacy and how we connected with each other about just, just, just life outside of there's there's some aspects Ooh, you of it. You know what? Stop that. What's her name? Not going there. Why not? Because uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But it was dope. But it was just some, something that I was like, I don't know. Like this is what I thought about. The sister in the room got her own phone. Her, her and her and I, her and I were good. The sister in the room got her own. No, phone. listen, listen. Her and I were good. But then I started and thinking Gwen about. Gwen ain't even lift up from her phone. Listen yet. to what I'm saying. Her and I were good. But then I started thinking about. Yo, what what could be the differences in the relationships when it comes to if I meet her parents, if I meet her family, if I start meeting some people that that are connect like friends of the family and stuff like that one day? I was like, yo, that's some those are some conversations I'm just not willing to have, especially in this climate at this point. Yeah, hell no. Hey, I feel like in the public. Imagine if you look, was look, walking with her, and, pops walking uh, up to his ass, Dow Jones up up or down today. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> You know how, what? How are you? Yo, the Yo, I literally. She's ready to challenge your ass. Mad challenge. Scowling challenge. Well, Davina. Well, Davina's. Davina's half white, half Nigerian. Yeah. And so, but she fooled with the Nigerian. She fooled with the Nigerian parts. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. Speaking, but no, it's interesting because I can speak from the experience of someone that grew up with my white family and. You, if you're, I feel like if you're going to have an interracial relationship, the white person has to be committed to learn about black culture. And unfortunately, my white family didn't. So I, I feel like you made the right steps trying to like educate her. But at the same time, it's just interesting hearing this. Boy, you on Why is it interesting? You on TV? I mean, I have a question about that. Did you feel like an outcast? Towards your uh, white family. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly the, yeah. uh, the point. I mean, the fact that I don't want my kids growing up feeling like that. Exactly. Okay, I, I wouldn't say that my, my family, my well, family. I was twenty two, bro. Like, come on now. I was twenty three. Like, I had to figure it out. What's up? Sorry, Davina. Yeah. They did. I feel attacked right now. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. Don't get me wrong. My, my white family didn't. Um, weren't like I wasn't an outcast to them, but I knew I could sense that my. My grandmother didn't want me to date a black person. Like, I, mm. yeah, that was an interesting one. Like, um, so yeah, I, she didn't have a problem with me, but she didn't like black people. Mm. Trying to preserve the race. 
I'll see what happens. How would you feel like if you were still with this woman walking where in the city? How would I feel? I would feel fine. New York City is different. Like, you see that all the time. It's not uncommon to see yeah. relationships. Because mm. well, you was however, doing Atlanta, fool. However, mm. however, I knew, I know that <sighs> had we gone taking trips or to, to, uh, Tennessee, right? Or take, taking trips outside of New York, right? There'll be a different aspect to it. Boy. You know, there'll be a different perspective that I have to live by and, and, and it'd be hard. I would be afraid what my family would say. Oh, snap. Oh, no, wait. Oh, I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. Let's introduce her. Uh-oh. Let's introduce her. Uh-oh. You know, somebody just grabbed the mic right now. Special, Who's in the building? Special guest. Who's in the building? The vegan. Who's in the building? Mushrooms. Who's in the building? Proteins. Who's in the building? Green beans. <laughs> <laughs> I got greens, beans, potatoes. <laughs> Kristen Gwynn are in the is in the building. What you got to say? What's up? Uh, hi, yep. I'm Kristen, aka Miss Quinn. You know, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think when I when I'm listening to all this, the the big thing for me when you're building a relationship, especially like when you get past the 25 mark and like your relationships are something that you need to take seriously as far as what does that mean for your future. And are you aligned in things that you want for your future? I.e., do you want to be monogamous? Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? What does that look like? How do you raise your kids? Um, and one of the biggest things for me is that I'm gonna have I'm black, so I'm gonna have black children and probably some black young men. And a white man cannot teach my black son how to be a black man. And there's so many intricacies of what that has to look like in their development. And it's not that there aren't like white men that are attracted out there or of any race. Um, but I feel like there's such a unique uh, kind of perspective that has to be modeled for our young black men to be successful. And when we, and we see every day when our young black men don't have the, like a, a strong representation of that, how crippling it could be to just like their self-worth mm. and their development and perspective towards everything else that they're interacting with. Cause mm-hmm. it's a, it's a hostile, unsafe environment. And if you don't have a model, that's, it's, it's a really scary thing to have. And as a black woman, there's just a certain kind of way that I feel like a black man can love on me that somebody who isn't can't. And then it's nothing personal. It just is what it is. All right. Question. Wow. Uh, let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, how would you feel personally attitude wise approach if your child brought home a white partner um i personally feel like if your 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 first relationship with um a human being um and and something of like a hetero like a, a a hetero relationship right male and female um is uh, mother to son and father to daughter right like a daughter will learn a lot about like how a man treats somebody from their father's example or lack of example right and they will make decisions going forward a lot of that will be rooted in that and then vice versa and i feel like black women have been so pivotal in the strength and like the fortitude of the black community and so to me when i hear black men talking about how they they prefer white women it just seems like like a direct like insult, like I spend like like yeah. how, how to to not be able to see the beauty and the strength and just the value of what that looks like to me. Like so, to me, I would take a personal offense. Like I feel like the our our culture does such a good job of trying to say that the norm, i.e., like the heteronormative white society, that's what's beautiful. That's what you want to crave, and here's what you want. 
And if you don't do a good job instilling the roots in your in your children and your young black children, like they will get tricked. And it's okay, like, hey, love is love, and, and you fall in love with who you want, right. but you should never have, I don't feel like, if you're wearing a certain skin, to walk around and not see the value and the beauty in that skin, I would feel as a mother like I had failed, right? And wow. I, I, I may even not put a little, some subliminals around and black queens all over the wall and pictures, this is beautiful, we are beautiful, you know, <laughs> to make sure my boys know, and my girls know, just how beautiful we are, right. and it won't be for a lack of value, it'll just be but, on some scenario. So this is my thing, though. Because I'm not, honestly, I'm not closed off to dating anybody. I'm not closed off to um, to dating. I mean, well, I wasn't closed off to it. I think now after that experience dating someone who was white, I kind of was like, ah, oh, I can't do that. So I wouldn't necessarily even do that. But I think that the ability to, I, I think the idea that you will fail as a mom because your kids kind of ended up dating or marrying a woman who was white or dating them, I don't think that would even equate. I think, honestly, love can come in different be, – uh, you could connect with people in different ways. You could connect with people outside of just thinking about their skin tone. And some people – some I know some people who grew up in certain environments where they were they were black and they were surrounded by a lot of uh, white people. And they ended up dating someone who's white. And that was just because – not because that – that is what it is. I mean, that's what they, they saw. They saw that, and they, that's what they saw all the time. Yeah. And it was cool. And it was. It's not a. I don't really. I don't knock people for dating um, outside their race. Right. I just think that it's a. It's interesting though. Like it's. I don't know, Chris. I. Don't, I, I, I mean, wouldn't say. I don't. It's hard for me to accept that you would feel like you failed as a not mom. Not failed as a mother, right? And, I, and also not like it's one thing for your child to fall in love. Period. Right. Great. My child's happy. I'm happy. It's another thing for my for my black son to be walking around saying that their preference is outside of their race, like that they like they are explicitly not looking for a black woman. That to me is like a, like that my child is there's something deep rooted in my child that that there's that is off. Oh, and, that's that, yeah, 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 right. And so yeah. and I've I've have and so I grew up and around I went to private school. I was the only black girl in my grade for a long time. Yeah. Then one more came, so I made it fifty percent up by the time we got to our senior class of the black female population. Mm-hmm. Um. And I struggled for a little bit about like just kind of what was attractive and what was the norm, right? Because everybody around me, their norm was different than my norm, even though I couldn't really see it when I was younger. But to me, the biggest thing with my like my deep love for like black men is that like our rhythms are just different, and there's yeah. like a syncopation that like cannot happen. Yeah. Or not, well, I've not, I won't don't say cannot happen, but my experience is that for me, it has not happened in the way that it does when I'm with a black man. Yeah, no, and I and I and I agree. Like I think that what you're saying is powerful. And I think it's true. I'm just saying like the part that I agree with with you is the the idea of I know some black guys is like, yeah, I don't do black women. I don't do I think yeah. something's wrong with that. Yeah. But I do Me know too. some black people who are like my best friend, his wife is not black. He's connected with but but she's a dope individual. They've connected and they've bonded and they and they fell in love. His preference wasn't like his preference was just he was just open and it happened. And I don't I don't I don't As have black men. Do we have preference? I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm waiting on y'all to get out of this question so I can talk about black love because I have nothing to contribute. What do you mean? I'm not dating outside of my race. No, no, we're not saying you're dating. <laughs> oh my god! But you can add to it. Why? Uh, why though? Snap. Why are you so? Because everyone has different reasons for why they're not dating out of, out of their race. Why wouldn't you be dating out of your race? Because I've been around. 
of being in the South. I'm right. people of color all my life. So yeah. I don't need to. But I know people from the but South. I'm saying, that... I'm just saying, I've never been enticed by it. Like, okay. My but... constant attraction has been to women of color. Mm. What about what Me are you too. attracted to? Because everyone's attracted to something different about people. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have that basic like. What am I attracted to? Like, I know, like, I, I know how intelligent I am. I know how intelligent I'm trying to continue to be. I know how, that I'm trying to grow and learn. So that's what I'm looking for when I meet somebody. And like, that could be she just need to be a source. Okay, never do with a white woman. Okay. And what you have to say? Go ahead. I was just going to ask a question. Have any of you watched Love is Blind? Have any of you no, been watching that on Netflix? That shit, at all? Trend. that shit is a trend. Making more people misconstrue the ideas of love. Because ain't nothing about to happen. But the next few weeks, people about to be rushing in the relationship. Because your ass sitting there watching somebody be behind the wall, falling in love with a mother. <laughs> okay. <That Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, getting back to the that question. Getting back to the question, though. So, um... Quite a few people were complaining after, or black men in particular were complaining afterwards because there was a couple, uh, I believe it's Lauren and Cameron, a black, black woman, white man. Yeah, but they've been, I mean, there was the reunion a few nights ago and, um, they've been together for over a year now. Mm -hmm. But loads of people were supporting it, but it seems like, so that what um, black men were complaining about on Twitter, on Instagram, is that if they are seen dating outside their race, if they have white wives and so on, people have a massive issue, but then they're applauding and mm-hmm. celebrating this black woman dating a white man. So do you feel like there's a double standard in that sense? I know, obviously, we're used to seeing black men with white women more often, like especially like sportsmen, celebrities well, and so on. Well, do someone, you think it's not well, a standard? So, well, someone told me this, that no one knows a black man well enough than a black woman. So... For a woman to see that a black man is dating a white woman, that is, like, frowned upon. Like, this woman does not know you. Like, she mm-hmm. does not know your pain. She doesn't know your root. So, that's, I, I mean, uh, shoot, that's, I see it. It's backed up by the narrative that also black men fall into by being toxic. And we just got to call it like it is. And I think that's how it's easy for them to, like, I mean, you think about it, what's his name? Travis Kelsey. He dating a black, a black woman. woman. Yeah. So it's like, it's because Serena there is, Williams, uh, because there's such Serena, a negative narrative behind like me and the color when it comes to dating that it's, it's, it's easy for like, I ain't got nothing to say about Shorty. I seen it. I have nothing to say because at the end of the day, well, luckily I'm just not on, I'm not a part of the narrative that would, that somebody could defend saying, well, I would have found me a white man too. But it's just like, yeah. If if I can say something, so I think for me as a like a black woman seeing a black man with a white woman and vice versa, white uh, black woman with a white man, uh, there there's a couple components. The first one being that our our black men, it, we have to fight to hold on to you, right? Right? Oh. You're being you're being killed. You're being put in jail. Wow. Like they're they're already like so like the way things work scientifically with the, birth rates we are born equally right there's mm-hmm. a, there's like a 43 like 47.3 to like 52 like the percentage of breakdown when we're born there's an equal number of us but the proportion of us then that also like for black women right now we are the highest like growing largest growing population in higher education um like C, like ceos of new companies and like new um like like we're we're, we're doing our thing right STEM and, fields. And, yeah. right and the black the black men for a multitude of reasons, of course, um, are not moving in the, at the same pace with the same quantities. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
same quantities are still going to jail, same quantities are still getting killed, same qualities are still dropping out of high school, right? And so, but those are, those typically are not the ones that are dating the white women, mm-hmm. right? And so we already have this like like a, a small sect of you that are up with us, like 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 drivers talking about intellect and all these things, and that's not the the norm that we get to access population wise yeah right and then but then don't let a black woman have like high standards like oh she just wants like to take me to pay for her dinner and blah 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 like or i just want to know that like we can be on the same wave like i don't necessarily i mean again love is love and you fall in love with who you fall in love with but there also becomes this dynamic of a lot of times men struggle when the woman like has a lot more money and then like so even when we do like kind of lower the bar in that, in that regard it tends to get toxic in another way right holy shit not me right. yeah. <laughs> bring it on oprah <laughs> i'm in that <laughs> boss <laughs> man <laughs> what you need it's time to flip shit like what i don't understand how men are like i can't believe she makes more money than me i'm insecure but what i love that shit do it put me in a new lambo house daddy do it no not even not even about what i can get out of it it's more of Yo, I mean, to get, I know what I bring to the table. I'm cooking. So if you bring in something for, if you bring in more and you, and you got more resources than me, I'm, I'm happy about I'm happy. Like, let's live. Let's, we don't I'm have to struggle. This guy, what is this? <laughs> but the second thing I want to kind of put up, put out there also is think about, so when, when Travis Kelsey and his, I guess they're fiance right She's now. Too, yeah, when they're walking, like when, when the black friend. women are walking around with their maybe out of and he's men, fly. Like Eve, fly. Eve, Eve. She's got her nice, you know. Um, <laughs> they it doesn't. It, they we carry her, them, ourselves differently with our partners. It seems like when black men are walking around with their white or out of race woman, like it's like this, like look what like look what I did, like this major accomplishment that their that their woman is not black. Right, like it is like the athletes, and they get an exotic woman, a quote unquote exotic woman, right? And then like they're like, oh, like well, the the corporate like top dog black man shows up with the like very blonde white woman on his arm, feeling like this is how this is the the final mark that they have made it. They got the title and the woman. Yeah, that's real. I yo honestly. That's a that's another yo. This conversation, first of all, this y'all, ain't the end nah, of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so nah. we, we do gotta talk about our personal love lives at, one, at some point. We, we I will, know we do. We will, but we will. you know, yeah. honestly, this is just so powerful, and I love the fact that we had queens um, over here just telling us too. So yeah, I love the, y'all too. I love the fact that we can hear so much of what y'all gotta say. Because we gonna need some special guests to come on here. Because mm-hmm. there's so many different facets of black love. You have uh, black love that is you have heterosexual black love. <laughs> you have black, black. You have the uh, you have the LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. You have la- la- there's so many ideas. different fas- uh, uh, facets of it and sex of it that it just is. Yo, this is gonna be yeah, good, man. This is gonna be a series. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> thank, thank y'all for tuning in to episode ten, of Ghetto Profit Podcast. Please don't forget to follow us on Ghetto Profit Podcast on IG. Ghetto Profits Podcast on Facebook and Ghetto Profits 1. Change it, please. Let's get it. Peace.